1: Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison. As always, joined by my co-host, Mike Presay, Mike McGoy. What up, fellas?
0: What's up? What's up? We,
1: we, missing, we missing Chris right now. He's going to hop hop in on the second half of the pod. He's uh, indisposed, hopefully looking at some charts, watching floor prices. Who knows? Um... But yeah, this you know this week as always, interesting things taking place. I feel like the big elephant in the room right now, and I hate to I hate to start it off with the NFT bros. Um, oh, we're getting right to it. Go I
2: mean, ahead. It's, and get it's, right it's to nothing,
3: man. it's nothing else to talk about. Talk about. You know, These are like, blatant lies. No, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I, <laughs> I, I digress on that, but yeah. it is a... Go ahead, Jason.
1: <laughs> Moonbirds. Moonbirds are the biggest play in NFTs right now. Uh, we got a boost of $300 million worth of liquidity out of fucking nowhere. Nobody could trade or sell, buy uh, NFT. Seemingly, a couple weeks ago, everybody was illiquid. And Moonbirds came out of not nowhere. True. <laughs> right now, also, not, not, also yeah. not true, but that was the yeah. some of the lies and, and and sentiments being spread around the internet. But yeah, um basically Moonbirds uh came out of nowhere and became a blue chip NFT on a level of not not all the way up to board eight yet, but the, the floor price is what 30 ETH Mike now. 36 36 ETH it was is the nearing
3: point. <laughs> it was nearing 39 a little earlier, so it's fluctuating. Um, it's by it's Moonbirds by Proof Collective, so it's a collective of individuals. I, I believe they have a podcast, um, okay, but they have a, a financial network ecosystem within the crypto community. Um, and that so Moonbirds is their second. NFT token project, the proof collective project is I believe is at like a hundred and it surpassed board eight. Um at a hundred and like twenty something. Or if it's not hasn't surpassed, it's right there at a hundred and something ETH per token. Yeah. So um you know, Moonbirds is you know the token represents you having access to the financial network that is uh, the proof collective. Um, the longer you hurt, the longer you huddle it, um, which they're referring to as nesting, mm-hmm. You'll uh, there'll be benefits for that, probably in the form of some type of coin that's airdropped. Right. Um, I mean, it's, I had an opportunity to buy it.
1: So, yeah, so tell us, tell us your story because I, from what I hear, they, uh, they minted at two and a half ETH. Yeah, Um, it was a raffle. Okay. So, yeah, so tell, tell us how, how did you find out about it? How would someone find out about it before the mint and what was the sentiment before Uh, the mint and the reveal around the project
3: Chris had sent it sent the project to our other group
1: chat probably a month ago shout out to the other group chat yeah,
0: shout out, I'm, shout out that I'm low not in. Down, yeah,
3: down. yeah. My, Mike's not in that one either, but it's it's mostly <laughs> NFT, it's all NFT talk. So oh, okay.
1: Oh, I'm wow, not that. <laughs> not, not, yeah. Mike, you didn't even realize he wasn't in Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah, so, Damn,
0: I didn't realize I wasn't even in that one,
3: also. Yeah, uh, Jeez. But, but Chris sent it. Uh, I, I believe the, the proof collective NFT at that point was maybe like 20 ETH or like, it, it wasn't as substantial as it was now. Um, and honestly, like it, it's a project that if it wasn't for Chris, wouldn't have been on my radar because I was so kind of like a Zuki craze. Right.
1: You were really high on the beans and Azuki.
3: Yeah. 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 Which I still am. Mm-hmm. um yeah he high on beans all right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm all right i have a you know i i traded a bean to buy a mirakami seed so i was well so i have a bean in mirakami
1: uh, We'll we'll like, get to I, that in the nft corner let's let's focus yeah. on the moonbirds <laughs> Yeah. So what Moonbird. the fuck is this? <laughs> this is just we just talking about the Moonbirds because we yeah. we want to get to the broader NFT conversation and what Mike's getting into yeah. and the things that so, he likes in a few yeah. minutes.
3: Yeah. So the Moonbird project, uh, you have to enter a raffle, which I never really do because I'm not like the the bot the email bot wallet address bot guy. You know so i'm i'm literally answering like one to three wallets with the hopes of being you know very slim chances not to say that's impossible but so whenever i see like raffle i'm just not i'm initially not really engaged um but people enter the raffle won the raffle i mean people were complaining about I mean, those who kind of like knew, like what I guess it represented um, in terms of utility, like, and looking at like the proof collectives uh, floor price, you know, at that time and kind of like leading up, you know, if it's 20, 30 ETH, like, you're like, well, shit, 2.5 ETH. If we're, kind of like just thinking about it in the secondary project within the ecosystem, you you know, 2.5 might at least be like seven to eight, you know? Um, right. So I think just from like those like logistics and kind of risk to reward, uh, that risk to reward thought process, I think the people that mentioned it like felt really comfortable paying 2.5 each. <laughs> Um, I wasn't, I wasn't e- liquid, uh, 2.5. E- you had to have 2.5 e- to enter the raffle. So that would have meant I would have had to like liquidate some things to have that in my wallet at mm-hmm. that time too, mm-hmm. or just like hold off on some purchases, right. um, that I was, you know, have, have my eye on, but mm-hmm. so the raffle happened uh initially that first day so i i looked at it it jumped up to like six seven eight ETH the first day um and then we were in my group chat and i was like i had the idea of like should i floor two of my beans to cop moonbird i didn't have enough support in the chat to do it
1: So he's putting Um, this on the chat, huh? I wish Chris was here to defend himself.
3: It's nothing. No, it's not defending it, but we're talking about $30,000. Right. You know, it's like those two beans is like five ETH, over five ETH each. I'm flooring that. I'm copping something for eight ETH. Yeah. So it's not, and you know, I'm not a whale.
1: Right. No, it's a (laughs) big play. It's a big deal.
3: It's a big big move to make. I'm like, damn, like, and I'm like, azuki like i I fuck with azuki like the project and whatever all that they're doing so i'm like well it just wasn't enough support but it was a a thought yeah um and that's kind of like without me even knowing like the full this you know kind of like details of like what's even like this this token represents within their ecosystem but i'm like i'm just looking at it from a, a number side and analytically i'm like if it's if the kind of like native project is and at this point it was like 80 e, proof was 80 to 90 e, mm-hmm. and Moonbird drops and this is at eight to six to eight i'm like it's a good bet. I don't know what it's gonna do. Right. But that would mean I'm exiting out of these other positions that I have I'm highly convicted in. Right. Um and within that three days, man, tough, tough to watch something go from seven that you thought about buying to a 40 ETH floor. Yeah. Um with parabolically, it's, right. it, it hasn't, it just went. Yeah, it literally Like It 2x every day. It <laughs> 2x every day. Like, it, yeah. Eight and, ETH in the next day, 16 ETH, 20 ETH, 25 ETH, 30 ETH, 36 ETH. A guy, there was a couple buys for 200 and something ETH
1: today. Yeah. Mm.
3: That that raised the floor price, right? Um, but this is like really big, like internet nerd money. Like this is yeah. like so. And I and like I almost got lucky and made a, a good move and got in and rode that wave.
1: Yeah. Um, but, we gotta we gotta hit one of these, y'all. I feel like this is this has happened to us in a lot of different ways. And I feel like it's like that um that arcade game where the uh it's like a little circle that the dot is going around and you're trying to stop it on the dot and, yeah, and it's always like one off or two off like I feel like we keep getting hit with those, and it's not to say that you know cats aren't holding dope things, whether it's coins or nfts um but for whatever reason it's the whatever the thing that moons is it seems like it's so hard to to catch and i'm just also interested to be in those communities and see what that what the vibe is about you know well,
3: that i think you know in moonbirds is a perfect example of you know what how we talk about utility and like the art is just the wrapper of Mm -hmm the technology, the ecosystem, and the utility of like of that and what you gain access into. Um, because these are high profile crypto traders and portfolio guys that are all in this project. So it's like, like you said, it's like, what is it like to be next to those people? What kind of alpha are you getting like these, you know? Yeah. Um, so I so, gotta ask,
0: just from you know,
3: uh, beginning new
0: perspective, newbie perspective, outsider looking in, what utilities do these? Uh, does this one particular product
3: offer? I think, um, from what I know of it, and that was probably that was probably a bigger issue why. I, I didn't just pull the trigger on my own because I didn't, I didn't really like do a deep dive on the project, honestly. Chris sent it, but um, from my understanding and like outsider looking in, it's, I would equate it to if you got to if you were in the same group chat as like some of the best metals traders or like stock traders or yeah. you know, yeah like those blue chip kind of like players. Um, and,
0: and so basically, so
3: what you're telling me is this is essentially like a
0: monetized or even a fractionalized version of
3: like a paid for a telegram group. Yeah, I mean, it, all of them are kind of it just depends, and it and it all. They're just the the groups differ in alpha or like information yeah. and and the, kind of like the direction of the information. I think proof, from my understanding, is more like Azuki is more like art and culture, right? Or and and proof is more like financial uh, web three kind of like oriented it's not really about art it's not art
1: so this is taking like a a huge step from where we are where we were with the 39.99 Ian Bellina uh, like getting his kind of financial advice information and taking it like Uh, galaxy brain version like that's kind of like the beta two year old like kind of starter kit like you know dip your toe in the sand and this is this is the tidal wave of information that can give you life changing trades scenarios plays and things like that
3: I believe so I, I believe so, um, because this isn't, it's, it's unique in the, in the, from my perspective, because it really is like one of those scenarios where the art could have been anything. Like, right. like-
0: And to be days. fair,
3: the art looks like- Like
1: anything. Anything.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, exactly. And so this is exactly. what I'm
0: trying to say. From someone who's not knee deep into this shit, right? Because the majority of our our listeners aren't going to be as deep into us at, or into this as we are. I'm yeah. just trying to understand the purpose, right? Like, why am I giving you 30 each for this fucking picture
3: of literally a gremlin? It's yeah. a JPEG of a gremlin, bro. I mean, you're now you're now a, a member of and have access to. I guess would be the the equivalent of a high profile hedge fund uh,
1: information chat. Yeah. And I don't think that's worth a hundred grand personally. Mike. I don't <laughs> either
0: bro, you feel me? I don't either. And I'm someone that has, you know, like, yeah, like we, we have hedge fund connections and like niggas understand how that shit works. So I'm just trying to understand if I give you a hundred What do I gain access to other than a PFP?
1: Yeah, I think the utility idea behind it is a little overblown. And like, we never actually got to have the utility conversation last week. Uh, You know, basically Drifter shoots the photographer um, who has the Where My Vans Go collection was on Twitter talking about utility. He made... um, I forgot the the exact type of collection that he made. Was it an open, what's it called, Mike? An open edition, um, where basically he was selling, he had a, a mint, like a .2 mint for one picture that he sold as many copies as possible of um, for people to basically be a part of his thing. But, you know, some of it was going to charity. I don't know exactly the exact amount. And people were like, oh, where's the utility? And, you know, there's a big thing about utility and in, um, in NFTs because people want something other than the picture of the gremlin or whatever it is. And, you know, as an artist, my feeling, you know, has always been what Drifter was saying, like, the art is the utility. Like, we, I made the fucking art. So, you know, and then on the other end of that is the utility that people are talking about. I think it's overblown like you're telling me you get i'm paying a 100 grand for something and i get to be a part of your chat like what
0: <laughs> right and that's just my question
3: you know i i
0: don't have a yeah, dog
3: but yeah you don't um good point <laughs> oh no. um proudly but uh, yeah i mean i guess <laughs> but in the same in the same breath I pay 70 dollars a month to be in a, a discord a private discord that has given me well over 70 dollars a month return So that's right. so what so what are you saying Mike that's 800 bucks um, yeah a year yeah bro yeah compared to fucking 100 grand. They might be giving out those types of returns. It's not impossible. Those types of plays. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Is that impossible?
0: No, not at all. I just I just would like to see where it's been done at before. Yeah. Successfully. What's been done? Where you know, like these communities have disseminated information out to their holders, and their holders have then enriched themselves. And then also at some point liquidated a profit. That's yeah. what I'm
4: talking about. Guys, we've talked about this before. Hello Fresh. Our friends at Hello Fresh are the best. It makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Look, here's the deal. It's all about the convenience. Not only the ingredients, the fresh ingredients might add, come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly and quick and easy recipes. HelloFresh and chefs really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon limone and pasta primavera, and you can pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options. Skip weeks when you need to, change your delivery day, update your preferences. You can do all of that in the HelloFresh app. As I said, I've done it before. Bought it for my family. See, did the pasta primavera not too long ago. we have also done, oh, this is one I really love, the Old Bay Buttered Up Chicken. It is fire. It is flames, best of all. It is fresh right in your own kitchen. You made it. You've got the ingredients fresh. And it can be a lot cheaper than going out to eat. Absolutely. And also cheaper than buying groceries. So definitely make sure you get up on this HelloFresh train. Go to HelloFresh.com slash B-O-M-1-6 And use code bom 16 For up to 16 free meals And 3 free gifts Again, HelloFresh.com Slash BOM16 Use code BOM16 For up to 16 free meals And 3 free gifts HelloFresh Hello America's number one meal kit
1: So let's Let's jump to Mike's NFT corner while we on the NFT topic. Um, Mike, what, what else have has been going on in the NFT world that you've been peeping other than the Moonbirds?
3: Um, I've been pretty uh, head down on uh, my Zuki beans and uh, the Mirakami flowers, man. I've been, I've weeded out kind of like the smaller projects and that taken up, you know, a lot of my energy. Um and kind of just been allocating my liquidity towards like bigger, bigger st- stuff that I see see as like blue chip or just like you know high conviction projects like that. So, uh, so yeah, you were man. talking about
1: the Mirakami Mer- uh, bean? Is that what you said?
3: Mirakami seeds. Takashi Mirakami. One of the biggest contemporary artists of our time so as an NFT project.
1: And this is separate from Clone X?
3: This is separate from Clone X. Everyone that had a Mirakami Clone X had a whitelist spot.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: um, To mint. The Mirakami mint was pretty interesting because a lot of there was they got bodied. The whitelist got bodied pretty heavy. So there was some uh, rumored to be a lot of people that got um multiple whitelists and kind of came up on it mm-hmm. um like on some sneakerhead bot shit um, oh, wow! so uh the the marikami seed i think was at its highest point was trading at around like 12 ETH, and then it had kind of consolidated to the like six to like eight mark um and then public mint happened a couple days ago, and the floor price dropped to four ETH, mm-hmm. and I couldn't liquidate fast enough, so I missed that price point entry. But you know, I got in like kind of like shortly after that.
1: Okay. Um, so-,
3: so it's hard. It's hard to celebrate my over two ETH profit right now <laughs> when moonbirds is yeah when you the
1: profit at 30e
3: yeah but still good still good i mean the mirakami shit i see i don't i don't really have like any type of projection for that like he's he's super engaged in creating something unique within the space and he's also one of the premier artists intellectual properties of the century, so like I don't, I don't think there's any type of like number that I could put on an Americani NFT project, right? Um,
0: like, and that's the that's the weird thing for me. Listening again, the outside in, it's like you would think naturally that the Mirakami would do would be at thirty five e for right now, and this one mm-hmm. project from someone I've never heard of before would be at you know whatever three ETH or whatever the Americani is going at, and so yeah. if you have someone who is new to this space, and they're asking you, why should I get, you know, this fucking, what, this Moonbird, mm-hmm. as opposed to the Murakami? Sight unseen, or not knowing anything about
3: anything. I think naturally I we would I, all say, uh-huh. like, get the Murakami. Right. I I would direct them, I would direct them there, for sure. Right? Like Probably. nine out of 10 times. Yeah, for sure. I would, even what, what has, unfolded within the last three days, I would still tell people to buy Mirakami because it's less of a speculative like uh, trajectory yes. of a, you know, like, it's inevitable that it's going to like go up, in my opinion, um, from what I've seen in the space, being a, you know, a collector and like a, a spectator and a patron to the space. The proof shit, it takes a, a little bit more of a understanding of what's going on to kind of like see between the lines on that. I I seen it, but I wasn't a hunting on it. Yeah. Um, but I knew it represented like that art is just the art, but it represents something far more that people find valuable within the space. And right. which is access and access to a certain group of people that have so, access to a certain type of information.
1: So, real quick, we want to introduce a special guest, likewise. Happy yes, birthday. God.
3: Brother. What up, God? What's good, happy fellas? Happy birthday, champ. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah.
1: man. No, today's his birthday.
0: Oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Birthday pod. Yeah. Girl.
5: Yeah, bro. I'm up there. I know I'm getting old, and I, I was asking for German chocolate cake and butter pecan ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's some old nigga shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
2: man. Butter bro was
5: born in, in the fire, 80s with that bro. request. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah, that's an '80s nigga right there, <laughs> for real. <laughs> hey,
1: welcome back to Crypto Bros, bro.
5: Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. You know, I always want to tap in with y'all when it's
1: when y'all talking that talk. <laughs> yeah, man. Mike was knee deep in in his uh yeah, in his man. in his alpha on on the Moonbirds and the Murakami um NFT collection. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, are you in the NFTs at all,
5: man? Not as much as I should be, man. Like I've been talking to my boy about like getting in these discords and hitting these white lists up, and like he's deep in it. And there's a lot of collectibles. There's a lot of like NFTs that I feel like I kind of waited too late to get in on. Yeah, and I'm just trying to find that new that new one. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well that's what that's what we hear chopping it about, you know, for the most part. Um uh, Mike and their yeah. the homie Chris, who's usually on the uh on the pod with us, they got a chat, you know, we got a chat, they got multiple chats, they got a Dow, they buy NFTs together, they know about all this shit, you know. So that's what we do.
5: All right, well, yeah, I'm gonna be a sponge today, man, because I'm still like I'm still been I've been doing actually like swing trading. Yeah, with uh, certain assets, but lately I have just been kind of holding. So like, I I, you know, I still got the old faithfuls. Um, I, I jumped in on Luna pretty early, so I'm, I'm kind of good there. I'm in a good position there. I'm just looking for some like new entries, and I feel like NFTs might be that space where I'm, I might see some bigger returns. So,
3: hey, yeah, um, Talk to gonna... hey man, look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm late to the party, bro. Look, got to look I'm a, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what it is, man. Talk to I him. had to I had to make a decision, bro, because it's hard to split your time in between, like you know, the token trading and the NFTs or the swing trading and shorting and longing shit. So I, bro, I'm I have a couple coin positions, but I'm in NFTs. Yeah. And like, yeah, I. My biggest possible return on a coin, I've doubled that in it in one NFT trade, getting in the right project. That's crazy. That's so hilarious. like you know, and I do art, bro. Like I understand art. Like right. so I understand the space from like a visual perspective first, anyway. And mm. like that's You know, we've talked about this before, so it was just a no brainer. Like if I can use that kind of like skill set to identify great projects with high yielding interest, yeah. And that which I have, like it's it's like a no-brainer. And you know, the point that I'm at right now is just like man, I'm just trying to get to like the the hundred ETH type plays. Like (laughs) Like, you know, like, I, you know, like, I have, like, enough in a couple different projects where I'm, like, not, you know, I'm not trying, these not, like, little plays, so it's, like, that's what I was just telling Jason and Mike is, like, I've kind of, like, exited kind of, like, most of my, like, small plays and just I'm in kind of, like, all in. I'm all in on like bigger high conviction plays that I think it's like, okay, I think this five will turn into 30 or, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Or this yeah. seven could turn into 21 within the next couple months. Instead of like trying to make these quick flips and like, which is cool, but it's just harder for me like to to stay right. on like multiple projects. It's like, I've kind of like given up on that and I've come to the grips that I'm going to miss some good plays. But I yeah. need to make the plays that I feel like really good about and hold them because, like, yeah, have you heard of Azuki? Uh, nah. it. So it's a Japanese, it's, it's going already, my nigga. The floor is at 26 ETH. <laughs> I, 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 I bought it, I bought it in at one ETH. I minted it. Mm. Uh, I, sold, I sold mine for 20 ETH <laughs> at a 15 ETH floor. <laughs> a month later, well, a month later, the floor goes to thirty e, my thirty five e. So mine, I basically could have doubled that if I would have just held it. But right. it's hard. It's hard to. It's very difficult to take that to ride gauge, up.
5: To, to kind of gauge when it's going
3: to kind yeah. of yeah yeah. And it was like it was it was a purchase that I split with my boy, um, so. You know, it's right. two brains on it, and, like, if yeah. it was up to him, we would have sold that motherfucker at, like, five But Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we huddled it pretty well, but my whole thing is, like, the fastest way to the destination is in a straight line. So. Mm, I like that. I like that. I no, got a quick no. question. Uh, you can pause there.
5: Um, So there's people out there that buy at the top with these NFTs, and you
3: sell to them. Yep. Yeah. I don't buy tops.
5: No, I know you don't, but I'm saying like no, I can't afford tops
3: anyway.
5: <laughs> I I don't think it's a wise move to buy at a top. Like it's you catch you catch it in you mint them early when they're before like they're one ETH, and you hold on to it they they they, they accrue value and your one doesn't turn to like you said 20 ETH. And then somebody, somebody who's kind of new in the space will buy there. They will buy their NFC there because they don't want to miss out. Because they might think it'll two X, right? Well,
3: I don't. I mean, yes. Or like, there's people that I think those buyers are just kind of like those are. That's like a different level of trader.
4: So here's the deal. Usually when I do these ad reads, um, I've never really tried the product until they became sponsors. And then they give samples and I try them and then I endorse them. Uh, I'm not trying to make it seem like it's fake. It's real. I've tried them and I like them. But it's not like I've ever used these things before they became sponsors. Today's a little different. Credit Karma. I'm telling you right now, I've used Credit Karma to fix my credit, to figure out what the problematic things are. On my credit report was, to pay those things off, uh, to get a loan in order to pay off some of those things, to apply for credit cards, to get credit cards I'll qualify for, to take care of them the right way, and then to make sure I level up. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. I've done this, ladies and gentlemen, and it absolutely works. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free. And best of all, it won't affect your credit scores and can save you money. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. I am talking to you as someone who has fixed this credit using Credit Karma before they ever paid me to do this stuff right now. That's right. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers.
2: Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about out of the picture you are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than butcher box so sign up at butcherbox.com dings d-i-n-g-s and get our special deal ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional twenty dollars off you can choose salmon chicken breast or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com Dings and use code Dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Mm-hmm. That wow. happened with me.
5: I jumped in on that Matrix bullshit, man. I mean, I, I ain't put that much in, but I bought like three of them hoes, and, and the movie just kind of bombed, and it just so did NFT i was yeah. like oh man wait
1: you bought some matrix nfts yeah <laughs> oh damn yeah i think niggas is still trying to figure out how to make this shit work for like official like movies and music and like the like the big motherfuckers it's like mm-hmm. really like it's low-key the best part of it is like the unknown motherfuckers is the ones who's winning you know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah, yeah. Not the, <laughs> like I, the, the homie just did. My homie Jacob Rochester just collabed his art shit on the NBA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I'm just curious as how that's going yeah. to work. Because he's supposed to send me uh, some NFT through my MetaMask. Yeah. I don't know what's happening with that. But yeah, um, I don't know. There's collectors in all these spaces. But you're right. It'd it be the ones that just come out of the blue like, damn. There's Adobe's one I just seen. Dobie's NFT. I don't know anything about that one. But I, you know, I'll be following bad luck. He'd be <laughs> he be all in
1: it too. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, it's a it's an emergent space. And then another big part of it is like airdrops. You know about airdrops and all that. Yeah. 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 So so Mike with his Azuki, like he got airdropped, not a coin. Well, it's technically a token, I guess, right? Is a is um. Yeah. You could explain it, Mike. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so through so Azuki is the main project, and then all the Azuki holders got airdrop, what was called a bean, mm-hmm. and uh, because they have like kind of like this garden type of concept, um, and like whatever. So, <laughs> and then if you held like if you held like a bean, I sold my Azuki too early, so I didn't get a bean for free. So the beans are like trading that. ETH right now so through holding a bean um, they airdropped you like some non-tradable tokens right now like 5,500 like beans DAO tokens we don't know with the price discovery of those there is no price discovery of those tokens or utility for them right now Mm -hmm. we'll see you know as the story unfolds Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I will say that, you know, just because, like, you know, how you were talking about, like, the Matrix and just obviously the Matrix is like a strong intellectual property, like, within the real world, like a crazy film trilogy and franchise. Right. Um, but I don't, I think, like, the, the, what people kind of like don't understand at this point is like just because, you have strong IP in in real life, that doesn't mean that IP is like carries over mm-hmm. into like the crypto communities and right to that to to a whole another demographic who has a totally different set of like standards of what they value. And it's like not to say that they don't value the matrix either, but the reason why someone like Bobby Hundreds is uh successful in the space and his project is vi- doing very well and has because he's been now nat- he's naturally like integrated himself in the cachet of his intellectual property within the space collaborating with board ape and Black yeah. larva labs before the project you know being vocal and you know in the voice in the space So and that's why the hundreds is seeing like this resurgence of you know what the brand is and you know it has a like a new life almost.
1: But Gabe, what would what would you say about uh how you like feel about Snoop Dogg and his appeal in the crypto space because people in crypto and and nft world metaverse all this shit like they fuck with snoop out of all these people like we saying like matrix didn't hit but snoop nah. some shit and they He'll fuck vocal. with
5: him he's, he's been vocal and he's been collaborative like mike said like you definitely got to collab with people and i've seen he just posted recently he's doing a collab and he got my homies uh, involved in it too like my boy maruf out of jersey Mm-hmm. He's got. He, he's been in the Eve space with his music through this. I think sounds XYZ, I want to say, mm-hmm. and I've seen the Selection Boys running it up too yep. the, in, in in the Web Three. So it's definitely some bags to be had. <laughs> yeah, and it's about. It's just about adapting and integrating somehow. And and, and 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 like Mike also said, like it's a different demographic. You gotta you gotta cultivate and you gotta mingle and, and you're not gonna just be able to just roll your your traditional in real life fans over and think that you're going to be successful in this space. You got to really, you know, mingle with those who are already doing good stuff, creative stuff in that space. So. Yeah.
0: Can Can someone explain to me while we're in, in this space right here and have artists on the, on the line, what is NFT music?
1: yeah, so right. That. <laughs> dead yeah air, right, right dead air dead <laughs> air yeah <I> keep <laughs>
0: right. hearing that and so i'm not sure necessarily what that means or you know like if, if they're I th- creating
1: i think a lot of people um want to combine the idea and the technology of nfts with releasing music and nobody has kind of nailed it yet and yeah. i think um probably for the same reason uh that you know mike and like were basically alluding to like most of these people aren't actually in the space and they don't really uh-huh. fuck with the space so it's like they're trying to hit a lick off some shit that they're not really don't really fuck with you know yeah and, and they yeah. don't really understand it either and so you i know? think i think a lot of it is if there was an artist or artist whoever it could be a fucking manager or a label who understood like okay You know, the principle, Mike, to answer your question, I think the principle, I take it back to the Nipsey and the the $100 mixtape. And I think that's kind of the the principle of what NFTs and music would be. It's basically like you pay a price to say that you have this token. It could be a, a free product or a product that costs something. And with the token, you get the music. You know, obviously Nas has tried to do something where he... Um, sells his royalties. Kyle did something where he like was also selling his royalties for his music, and that's a part of it as well. But I think it's that's a little bit more complex and complicated than maybe your fans would want to get involved in. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's it's still a lot. Nobody's figured it out yet. You know, Snoop is trying with the Death Row records and things like that. I think um, you need a young artist who cares about the space to really try to do it. Or not even young, but somebody who's coming out with newer, fresher music that cares about the space to try to really nail it down. Well,
0: I have another question there from my man, my brother, my birthday champ. Yeah. You guys have a project or a couple of projects about to come out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You want, you want to talk about those? Yeah, well, I got my own project
5: about to drop. It's called today sounds good, and I produced a bulk of it. I got, I got some really notable character uh, artists on there, homies on there. I got, I got the div on there, I got Fonte on that whole twice. Sure. I got my boy Devin Morrison, my boy Navy Blue, uh, Terrace Martin on that, bitch. uh, man, my girl Fouché, uh, Maruf on there, yeah. So it's just like. You know, it's a project that I've been kind of sitting on
1: for a minute, and I'm um, getting ready to just get that rollout. Yeah, but you done had that them Fonte songs for like a minute. <laughs> I remember I you played me. I did. He
5: he even hit me like, "Bro, what we doing?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm just waiting on this artwork, man. Make sure make sure it's shit right." But yeah, we're getting ready to hold, getting ready to release that, and okay. uh, we are doing this div show. We you know we haven't done a show in at least in America since wow. Let's, it's like seven years type shit so mm-hmm. we getting ready to do that yeah. festival the 30th of this month and uh we just been building over the last couple of months uh and just been recording new shit so we're working on the ep there and um yeah so i mean we would love to tie like you know some of these new technological advancements to it you know what i mean it just got to make sense and like right now like I think we need a um, NFT music for dummies booklet or something before yeah. we delve into that space because nobody has been able to explain to me in layman's terms how how this shit could function with the music. I just been seeing cats running it up, I, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I see. I see. I think Andre Power, or Joe K, one of them posted like I don't know if they just streamed like an episode live and it was like ETH donations type shit, and it was like. It was like a hundred bands are worth the Eve, just like just yeah. from that four hour DJ set. I'm just like what well, this is crazy. Like
1: right. And that's kind of what I'm like looking to do, you know, for the video space. And that's why I wanted to collaborate with you guys. Um you know putting out one of my first NFTs uh that's a visual with mm-hmm. the paper video, you know, because basically everybody's running it up but also I want to change it from just being PFPs and do something that's fly, give people the original video, you know, as Mm -hmm. a piece of utility, you know, um, and maybe do something with y'all as, as something with that, as, you know, a possibility. I think a lot of people are just exploring it, but if, if people see that you really are fucking with the shit, you do podcasts, you're on the shit all the time. Like I think Mm -hmm. people is more inclined to, be like oh we going to run it up for him cuz we see or or them or whatever you know cuz we see they yeah. actually fuck with the shit and yeah. i think, and I think that's really what it is is like if you show people like nah we really is we fuck with you know NFTs or we fuck with crypto this ain't just no like oh we we trying to hit a lick on niggas you know it's like and I think a lot of the people in the space can kind of like see um the difference in that. And if you have innovative ideas that you're coming with your presentation, you know, I feel like because this is just going to be part one for me as far as like releasing videos. I'm going to do new new shit. old shit. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be like a special features collection, which I was telling Mike about. So basically what I'm going to do is, you know, have content unreleased film, new shit and present it to the world in the NFT in a way that they can download the content because People don't have dvds anymore people don't have a way to access or keep your content in a high grade way you know like you can't even watch a video unless it's on youtube but what if i want you to have the 4k Nigga, we shoot with all these expensive ass cameras what if i want you to have the 4k you know what i'm saying video i shot with whoever or the movie short film i shoot that i spent 50 bands on a 100 bands on and Nobody has a DVD player. You don't even have a slot for it. So how else am I going to release content to people in the future? And I think visually, you know, it's an outlet for people who's not on Netflix or don't want to just free release everything. Like I think artists should be getting paid for everything that they do. Um, that's worthy, you know, that, that has value to to the audience, you know?
5: All right. I got, I got a question to that. So, if some, so basically essentially people are bidding on a music video to like to have to own the rights to or
1: how so you would just own a you would own the copy of it like it would just be like if i was selling you uh a dvd or or anything else and that's what i so you missed the earlier part of the conversation where we were talking about utility and like this other artist um drifter shoots he's like a photographer he goes like climbs all these like skyscrapers and shit and he has this collection called where my vans go and basically he sells these pictures of just you know his him being on top of the skyscraper looking down at his vans and they go for i think the floor is like 30 or 40 eth right and it's a couple hundred pictures so right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so it's like so it's it's difficult to like kind of rationalize it sometimes because you're like wait somebody would just buy a copy of this like like if i saw that picture in a store what would it be worth you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but but when you tokenize it Mm -hmm. and and it's part of a collection and you kind of make it as if it's like an album or anything else that you would do as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it? Yeah. it's it, as if I'm creating an art show or a gallery of yeah. my, of my art and you get to own the one of one that I made of that. You know what I'm saying? One
5: thing that I've discovered being in the crypto space is that there are a lot of rich motherfuckers with crypto money and they have pissing content every day. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was on a stream on a, on a Twitch stream and this guy, this guy, Mitch Ray, he'll have like donation wars with people like Patreon or uh, people or whatever, who just mm-hmm. like just donate to his, to his channel while he's like, uh, you know, covering assets or whatever. Like he'll do TA on assets and like people, like it's $20 per request. If you want to request like him, look at your assets and he'll break down the TA on it. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be, there'll be people who like, just watch the stream just for their own enjoyment. And they'll like just donate money or buy buy his NFTs and shit. Well, one time there was like these fucking crypto dudes in the chat, like just one one nigga was like through two bands worth of, uh you know, donations. And then the other dude master through like 3,700. And then another one through folk, and They was going back and forth. Fourth, yeah. And then the last one, the last dude was just like, he just dropped 37 bands, bro. Just a tip. <laughs> It was it was a tip war. He threw 37 bands, bro. And I was like yeah. the hot. I'm just like, oh, these niggas just got banked, right. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's the thing. Like, they be they be in these uh Twitter spaces. I don't know if you ever been in Twitter spaces.
5: Yeah, I'll be in there.
1: Yeah, but when Blue had his sale, it was kind of like one of those things, you know? And yeah. it's, it's exactly ran what, it up. He ran yeah. up
5: for like at least 60K. He yeah. it was like it was like 17 ETH or some shit. Yeah. Yeah so, yeah
1: so it's like if you if you get start one of those twitter spaces and you get people who are in and that's part of being in communities and having nfts so it's like i i had a weather report nft and i i was in their community for i mean a few days but you know like you get all these people following you and you know they start interacting with you and then you uh, you know they start liking all your tweets and all this shit and it's a big part of everything is your exponential growth once you start entering in the communities and then everybody starts fucking with each other. And it's like, it, it's, it's a different world, man.
5: I see it being real genuine on Stoops' part too. Like he's, he's obviously making money from it, and he, and, but you can tell he really enjoys it too. Like being in the space and like, I've been seeing fools change the avatars up and it, it, it's cool. It's a cool thing to see, man.
1: Nah, for sure. For sure. Um, but Beyond that, you know, it's all about the dollar. And that's why Cats is buying these NFTs that don't look like, like Mike was talking about earlier, Big Mike was talking about earlier, like the Moonbirds looks like just whatever. Like Gremlins. <laughs>
0: yeah. it look like, bro, no, like literally like Gremlins, bro. Like they're literal Gremlins from the fucking 90s movies, the late 80s movies, dog.
1: They changed the color on them. Yeah.
5: So that
1: shit is, the, what's the floor on that? It's like 30-something ETH right now.
5: Oh, my God. <laughs> but it
1: just, yeah, you missed the beginning of the pod, like we were talking oh. about. It. Oh, so it came, it, it minted at like 2.5 ETH, like last week or early this week, and it already went from 2.5 ETH that mint to 30-something Did y'all ETH jump floor. in on that one? Uh, no. Mike, Mike had an opportunity, but...
5: What
2: happened?
3: Yeah. Um... Like I, I was telling them earlier, man, like, um, I didn't have an opportunity to mint it, but shortly after it minted out, you know, my, one of my other chats, we were talking about it and like, you know, I, in the chat, I was like, shit, I'm thinking about selling a couple things to buy this. What do y'all mm-hmm. think? And then like, the, when, nobody really responded. The other homie <laughs> was like, like, nah, like, just keep the beans, like i'm like <laughs> man like so i'm not and i'm not blaming them like you know but i was yeah. like you know leaning on because i was telling jason and mike i'm like nigga I'm, like, I'm about to sell 10 eth worth of nfts to buy something at 80 that you know i kind of know about and i have like some type of conviction for but you know it, i can't really say it's going Go up to like forty each floor in the next three days, like it did. So, right, right. Um, I ended up like not selling my shit. I and, I and it it doubled every day. So like the next day it was at like sixteen each floor from like eight, and then today one a couple dudes bought a couple at uh like two hundred and like fifty each. So like nearing like a million bucks, or you know. 750000 um, And shit, I'm just like, it's a tough trade not to kind of like cope with not doing. Especially when you watching it go
5: up in real time, like, oh my God.
3: (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah. And you were like, well, shit, I think I should hop into this. But, I mean, that was a big trade. Like, that was a big trade for me because I really fucked with, and I know that the shit that I do have is still going to go up, but like Mike said, it's not only about like, you know, buying, you know, knowing that you're going to, you know, buy into 10 and maybe hit two, but it's like, you want to go with the highest yielding thing at the moment. If you can identify that, it's not about like me being in I love can. with.
1: Yeah. Cause you could have, you could know, have, you could have got that off and then yeah. bought your beans back and still had 20. Exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, But, you know, like the Moonbirds is like it's already within, you know, by the time the Moonbirds shit drop it because that was the second drop of the Proof Collective, who's like a they're like an NFT financial crypto collective. They have another like token just to like be a part of that is it's 139 ETH right now. It's just to
5: be a part of it.
3: Yeah. And I think like. Pre Moonbird, it was like eighty ETH, but I it was as low as shit, nineteen twenty ETH maybe like a month ago, a few weeks ago. So
5: NFTs are single-handedly holding up the Ethereum uh,
0: market. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no absolutely. facts though. <laughs> yeah, facts, hey, I I really believe if if it weren't for NFT projects and the explosion of nfts over the last like six to seven nine months mm-hmm. I, I see ethereum probably being like third but 1300
3: 1500 yeah i agree it's definitely a funner way to launder your money i'll say that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, to, yeah. And, to, and to report losses on capital right. gains Just, right, bro yeah. like i see we see it all the time people watch trade people are selling their NFT back to themselves at a loss. Mm. Like, it's so it's like, bro, it's like a no brainer to like operate within it, like, not just from like a, a yield point, but like, even from I'm not I don't know. I don't know. No, I know just, I, <laughs> I know where you're going. I know
1: where
5: you're yeah, going, yeah. I don't know, Actually, I
1: Agnes. Agnes. Right, right, right. We picking up a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agnes is over there like with the hand across the throat, like <laughs> don't let up on that alpha, big dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
3: man, yeah, like. It was a tough trade. Tough, it's tough to look
1: at that today. But there'll be more, though, right? Hey, there's a play every day. <laughs> there's a play every day. We come on this yeah. show every week, bro, yeah. and there's yeah. a story about something that we missed, that, that moon yeah. or some shit. We've been having these combos since Dogecoin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like
5: Right. Since
1: Yeah. A I could have got that... in
5: on Shiba. I could have got in on Shiba early, man, and I
3: didn't. I just was watching let's, it go up. Yeah, man, let's talk some coins, man. Let's talk <laughs> some other stuff, man. Like yeah. where are we at? Like, like maybe we could – what's on the agenda?
1: Well, re- <laughs> yeah, really go ahead,
3: quickly. Mike. Uh, no, really quickly, I, I just
0: wanted to see if you guys saw uh, – who this? Morgan Stanley, okay? This came out, I think, this week, said Bitcoin's Lightning Network. Is more practical for small payment than debit cards.
1: I saw that. Morgan mm, yeah, that. That. Stanley, Stanley said, said that. that. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so,
0: you know, obviously they see the layer two is coming. Layer two solutions are en route. And that is supposed to, at least if for nothing else, uh, make crypto, you know, more easily accessible and also usable um, for payments because right now it's pretty difficult. So I wanted to hear what you guys thought about that actually.
1: Mm. Shit, I mean, I think that's, it's crazy who said it, you know, (laughs) more than anything. That's what, what stands out to me. Morgan Stanley basically, you know, fucking legacy banks on some yeah we fucking with crypto shit and not only that we're pushing crypto we're yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's yeah. it's a complete 180 for for what all of these legacy billion and billion dollar systems um were about and so you know that means that they're long bitcoin exactly <laughs> like exactly long story
2: Important. short
0: or or trying to, to or they're downstairs creating their own just right. like you know mm-hmm. JP Morgan and Chase was the guy was literally upstairs at a conference shitting on crypto downstairs having a meeting with his people creating their own version of it yep I yeah i mean yeah. that's the, that's
3: of- the uh what is it called like the 51
5: fake i don't know
0: yeah <laughs> of course
5: yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these corporations are are into are already in positions.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah.
5: like it's the reason why it be short and long. That's why it's the reason why sometimes it be dipping. I think I, I think it's a, a low key controlling the market a little bit.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. I mean all right, let's (laughs) let's talk about that. Now we
5: get into my area.
0: (laughs) Of course. The market is being controlled. They know (laughs) when this is about to happen. Of course. And I'll take it one step further where it's like, so I I was this is gonna bring me to the next topic, actually. And I want to hear you guys' opinion on Australia being the first country, I believe, to do the spot ETF ETF. on Bitcoin. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? What do you think? I think it's still good. I,
5: th- I think it's still it's still good. You know? Um El Salvador, you know, they tapped in heavy. Uh Australia doing the spot ETFs. Yeah, that's definitely like they were already kind of speculating that happened here in the states too. So well, well three they- companies
3: already tried to mm-hmm. do
1: it. It wasn't approved. They approved the regular ETF, but not the spot ETF. So can you kind of like break
3: it. down? Can you kind of under, like? I'm kind of like illiterate in the in the ETF space. Um, what is a spot ETF, and how does it differentiate from like a regular ETF? Take that skills.
1: Oh man. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right. He's asking me to explain something I barely just learned about. But, yeah. <laughs> but, that's the uh, best
0: way to, to learn it. Is to
1: yeah. Well, basically to someone else. But basically, is I the way I understand? Hopefully, we have a listener who's uh, more educated than me. Um, <clears throat> the way I understand it is that uh, spot is basically the equivalent of like logging something or like long or short something basically yeah you,
5: yeah. yeah it's uh, like the stock market for 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 bitcoin like michael saylor was big michael strategies michael Sailor's um company that he with 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 that and i think grayscale uh trust yeah they they he bought a lot of bitcoin he has a, a you know a lot in his i guess reserves for um for trading they they do it like you know like index fund trading but they do it with crypto you know and i always was confused about that because even with like uh people who buy their crypto or bitcoin in robin hood mm-hmm. you, you don't actually own that particular mm-hmm. no coin. you don't you don't i think that that's kind of similar to the etf space where like you're making trades in the market in the stock market on crypto assets on the, on the
1: price but you don't own the actual coin yeah, that's what the, what I got oh, yeah. yeah. The ETF is like the derivative market, so it's like oh. okay. So here's a better example, Mike. The remember when I bought
3: in the silver? Sh- 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 yeah, remember when yeah. I bought that silver that and is. it wasn't
1: real silver?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that's that's I, I, yeah. That's what happened. Oh man, that that, <laughs> that
3: is a horrible scenario, my friends. <laughs> yeah,
1: that so is this,
3: bad news. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. and this is why I'm asking this because on the on the heels of me hearing. My man say, "Well, I'm starting to think that the price is kind of being tampered with mm-hmm. in the equities market." I'm like, uh, "Yeah," and then you, he says that, "Well, I think you know this ETF could be a good thing," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay." Well, that's how they do the tampering. It's through the ETFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Right. That makes sense. And so for me, you know, it's been very difficult over the last eight years of trading precious metals. It's been difficult because you realize that this is an uphill battle right against the powers that be. And it's like they're not on your side. We all know just based off of you know, 2008 alone gold should be at like three to four thousand dollars per ounce. But we're still fighting to get above 2000 right now because we have traders that trade paper versions of something that's supposed to be a physical metal that comes out of the ground. Right. Right. And so you can print way more paper than you can mine gold. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's of the, the, it's of the understanding that for every one ounce of gold, there's roughly 15 contracts to that one ounce of gold. Mm. So basically they get to sell something, basically leverage themselves up 15 times.
1: Crazy. yeah. So that's why the market dumps and and pumps. Dumps yeah. and pumps. And that's yeah. also
0: why a 3% or a 4% or a percent and a half day, if you're levered up 10, 15 X, that's a great day for you. That's yeah. why. And
5: that's why I say I am I, I like swing trading because I like markets that fluctuate. Yeah. Because it's good entry positions for if you want to, you know, I guess long. I don't do leverage
0: trading.
1: Yeah. But I'm leverage is like,
3: the, devil. Leverage <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leverage
1: yeah. the devil. Yeah. Leverage is the devil. Leverage is the devil. devil. You
0: got to say it with
3: us.
1: Leverage, leverage is, is the devil. devil.
0: Leverage is the, the
1: devil. devil. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. You know, we had a great episode. I want to thank my brother, Like, Say happy birthday to him again. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, buddy. Um, thank you, man. His project, yeah. com- project's coming out. What's the project again? Today sounds
5: good, man. Look Today. out for it in the next Today couple months, good. man. sounds good.
1: Yes, yeah. sir. So, yeah. for Hell yeah. Mike Resay, Mike McGoy, likewise... I'm Jason Madison. This is Crypto Bros. Thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Buenos dias world from the
6: San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wendt. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio, Ruby Studio, and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buenos dias, world from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wendt, and I'm Rick Schwartz.